When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the High Vibration Living Podcast. I'm your host, Chef Whitney Aronoff, founder of Starseed Kitchen and High Vibration Foods. Join me for conversation where we learn about food, wellness, travel, and spiritual concepts for high vibration living. Only you know what your body needs. Let this be the reminder that you have the power to tap in and know the food, self-care, and spiritual practices that will best serve you. I will be sharing my knowledge and learning with you from experts providing insight into nourishing all the layers of you, the physical, emotional, spiritual, and etheric bodies, so you can feel your best and live your dreams. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the High Vibration Living Podcast. I'm your host, Chef Whitney Aronoff, and today I have the pleasure of chatting with Sarah Schulting Kranz. Sarah is a teacher, retreat organizer, and wilderness guide. After suffering from relational and betrayal trauma and complex PTSD, she used nature to heal. She made a point of every day getting outside, navigating through anger, pain, and grief while hiking and paddling out to sea. She somatically healed her heart, mind, and body through nature while practicing the art of resiliency and forgiveness. Using a workable three-part system, she guides individuals and teams to move from victim to survivor to thriver in life, at work, and in business. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you. And thank you for having me on. I appreciate it, Whitney. Yeah, my pleasure. So tell me uh, and the audience a little bit more about yourself um, and what you do and how you connect and support your clients. Yeah. So I have uh, recovered from, like you said, uh, a tremendous amount of trauma in my life. Uh, My trauma is really started at the age of 17. And then I had my second round of trauma at 40. At 40, about 41, I decided that I was going to take everything that I learned from my past and create something that would give back, that would serve the, the, the other people, right, through my own story. And so I really, my healing happened when I was out on the Pacific Ocean paddling with whales and dolphins. I was climbing mountains, uh, really using nature as a form of therapy. And so I decided that there was something within that, that I was going to be able to use and help other people. And so I went back, got my coaching certification, ended up getting my wilderness first, first responder certification. I'm a mom. I'm 49 now, three sons, single mom. And, uh, 
And I started to guide people through their own healing journeys in the Grand Canyon and in Alaska using nature as a form of therapy. Uh, I was once a teacher, I was an art teacher. And uh, so going back into this creative way of creating a business that's helping others has been really, really cool. And that's so amazing to connect nature as a form of therapy. Um, How did you choose those two locations to start with? Alaska and the Grand Canyon. Mm, That's funny. You should bring this up. So the Grand Canyon, when I was going through my own trauma recovery and understand this is deep, like deep trauma. I was in complex PTSD. Uh, When I was 17, I actually had experienced uh, sexual assault. And so I was dealing with all of that at the age of 17. And I used nature back then to really heal. And then at the age of 40, I found out that my husband had been betraying me for 14 of 17 years of our marriage. And so we're talking like trauma that triggers other trauma that, right? Like so much had to heal there. And when I was uh, going through my recovery at the age of 40, I was going into the Grand Canyon. That was one of my spaces that I had been already going into uh, to really dive into who I am. And, you know, with the Canyon, you are going down into the earth. It's very different than climbing a mountain and coming down. Mm-hmm. You're literally going in, uh, obviously. And, uh, and so when you're going down into the grand Canyon, you're also going into yourself. That's how I metaphorically used it. Like you are diving into who am I as a woman, as a mom, as a partner, as a friend, as a colleague, as a daughter, as you know, sister, like everything. And you're really sitting with yourself and you get to the bottom of that Canyon and you're sitting with life. You're sitting, you're detached from the outside world because you don't have cell service. You don't have computers. You don't have social media and you are just allowed that space to be, to not do, but to just simply be with who you are. And so that's where I was doing my own self-reflection, my own awareness, my own learning, how to be patient with me, learning how to love me more. And so when I decided to start doing these, I was like, what a better place to go, but to the place that I went to, to do my own guiding, my own healing. And so we do land healing in the grand Canyon. And then everybody kept saying to me, Hey, why aren't you doing one of these with water? Like you are a water girl too. You paddle out onto the Pacific ocean with whales and dolphins. And you know, I couldn't find a place that I felt spiritually connected to until 2019. I was on a cruise with my family for my parents' 50th wedding anniversary. And, uh, the cruise ship was going into port at Whittier. And I was one of the only people awake at the time on top of this cruise ship. And as we're coming into Whittier, I see like these amazing waterfalls coming out of the side of the mountains. And I'm like, this is it this is where I want to go. I want to do something here. And so my niece was standing there with me and I said, I want to run a retreat in Whittier, Alaska. Like this is my space. I felt spiritually connected there. And I was contacted by somebody that does kayaking. And he said, Hey, would you like to collaborate on this? And we'll do the guiding and you do all the coaching and the leading and what you do. And I said, well, what do you have? And he goes, well, I've got this, 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 this. I'm like, nah, And he said, what about Whittier, Alaska? And I went, oh, funny, you should mention that. Yes, tell me what we can do. And so we now kayak in a fjord uh, and uh, camp uh, on different islands. And we literally kayak next to these glaciers and you're dropped off there. And it's, you know, four nights, five days of complete intense healing with water and falling glaciers and whales and just all of the things. And so 
that's how it came to be. It's all divine timing and it's meant to have occurred that way. Now, what, what draws people to go on a retreat with you in Alaska or the Grand Canyon? Do you find that the people that sign up for Alaska are usually working on the same thing or is it completely different? It's usually, so here's the thing is that once one people, once people do one retreat, they love, they're like, I need more of this. It's because, you know, it's kind of like when you start that journey, you don't want to stop because it's so, there's so much self-reflection. It feels so good to be healing and finding this new version of you. I mean, I still do it myself. I go every single year on a trail by me, just me for anywhere from seven to 22 days. My kids know it. It's my space. That's what I need to do this year. I went on the Sierra high route, which happens to be the most challenging and difficult route in the United States. And it's not a trail. You're literally waypointing through the mountains. And the reason I share this is because, and the reason I am so devoted to it is because I want other people to be devoted into their healing and their journey of growing and personal development too. And so Most people start with the Grand Canyon because they really want to dive deep. And that is such a beautifully connected place to do it. You go in there and you are, you know, we always start with day one, watching the sunrise down inside the Canyon. And there's something, I mean, what a better, better way than to watch the sunrise inside of the Canyon, right. To have this, like, wow, this awakening, this reawakening of self And then as we're working down in there, we do everything from coaching to, uh, nature healing, uh, Reiki energy medicine, just like everything that adventuring, hiking, self-exploration. And there's just no better place than down inside of that uh, Canyon where you're completely held by a color, like mother earth, right? Like she's not just mother earth, but she's like mothering you. And, uh, and then you hike out and you're a whole different person that said, you're, that's just the beginning. I always tell people that is only the beginning. The work, the continuing on is where you build and you build and you build. Otherwise it's just like, you know, you don't just have one meal and then not feed yourself. You're continuously feeding yourself. You know, this is a chef, right? And so you have to continue feeding your soul in that way. And so then people are usually like, I want to, I want to do more. What else do you have? Mm-hmm. And so when I started Alaska, it, it's uh, water healing is a little bit more of like a cleansing, but celebration, I would say as well, like those retreats have definitely become next level celebration of self, which is really cool. Um, sometimes people go on both. Sometimes people only do the Canyon and honestly, very rarely have I just welcomed somebody into Alaska without then them being like, well, now I got to go to the Canyon, you know, because there's, there's so much, there is just so different, such it's such a difference. So you're a big hiker. How like, you know, just, just from what you've shared with me and what I've seen you post on Instagram. Um, so are you doing, do you like to do daily hikes that are just, you know, an hour or so long or what, what is it for you when you're hiking that allows you to kind of let go, be in nature, relax, renew? How long are those hikes or walks? Are you talking about just personally? Yeah, just on a daily daily basis. Yeah. So I try to get my little booty outside every single day. Okay. So I have a, a tripod dog that I rescued. And even if it's just simply let's go down to the beach and, you know, 
walk the strand for a little bit. Um, I love pushing myself and I didn't realize the extent of that until <laughs> this is going to sound really funny, but when I was on the side of snow tongue pass this year, literally looking down in one of the most dangerous situations going over a pass and looking down and thinking one slip and I'm done, but I didn't feel endangered at all. Uh, and so I try to do one big, hard, uh, where I'm pushed to my mental, spiritual, emotional, physical capacity every single year. And that's where I do the seven to 22 days. Right. That said, I also make time in my life and this is really important carve out time in your life for you to go do something that feeds your soul and can also then uh, fill your cup so that those are, cause there's going to be days where we're all like, God, I'm, I don't feel motivated. I just want to give up. I want to give up my business. I want to give up my everything. Like you just, you're just like, this is too much. Right. Um, and so I try to climb mountains or try to get myself out onto the paddleboard at least once a week. Mm-hmm. Okay. And those times when I take that amount of time for myself, it feeds into the rest of my week when I don't have time because I'm, I'm working or I'm taking care of kids or I'm watching water polo matches or basketball games or whatever it is. But I do get outside every single day, at least for, you know, an hour, like go outside, you got to go outside and just take a walk or just breathe or watch the sky or, you know, go sit on the beach or go sit in the grass, lean up against a tree. Uh, I think that the, the, the most important thing though, is also to find those alive experiences that keep you going in those times or in those days where you're just having a rough one because we all have them. Do you have to schedule this time into your calendar or is it something that's now just naturally there that you're able to step away from your work or step away from your responsibilities with your family and get outside and go for those walks? Or are you still someone that has to have it scheduled in order to make it happen? Well, I still have a son at home, so I schedule. I mean, I, I, I have to, like, it's, it's, I have a lot of responsibilities in my life. Um, And so usually it's Wednesday is usually my day where I can carve it out and say, okay, try to take Wednesday to meet Monday and Tuesday are usually super busy. Wednesday is or Thursday is usually super busy. Friday morning is usually super busy. And I try to take my Friday afternoon off because I also having gone through so much trauma in my life, I only have a mental capacity for so much. My brain can only handle so much because I also have so many other responsibilities as well. Right. And so I know when my brain's going to be shutting down or I'm not going to feel the creative flow. I just know that about me now. Uh, and my weekends are packed because I got kids stuff, you know? And so though I tried it. So Wednesdays are usually my day sometimes I will clear days out where, cause I've got some people that I just love to do stuff with. And so I'll clear out my Monday and go do it and say, okay, today I'm going to move all my Monday stuff to another day. And then we're going to go climb a peak, whatever it is. Um, I just talked to them about my friends about this yesterday though. I said, you know what? I just don't like to do something for only an hour. If I'm going to do it because I like to do things, go big or go home. I want to climb a freaking mountain. I want to push myself. I want to go like 
okay, like, you know, San Bernardino peak is waiting for me. I haven't done it for a while. Right. And I'm like, I just want to go climb that thing. And so even if it means me getting up in the middle of the night to drive my butt to the trailhead, I'll do it. But that also means that my recovery then has to, I mean, I'm 49, I'm not 26, like, come on. That means my recovery is going to have to fly into that next day or two. And I'm going to have, I just know it. Like, I just know you're going to have to muster up a little bit, Sarah, because, uh, you might be tired. Right. And so it's just, it's, it's an ebb and a flow balancing. Everything can be very hard and, uh, giving yourself grace and fear, self-compassion when you feel imbalanced is what's necessary. So you're somebody that gives a lot of themselves like emotionally and mentally to your clients as a coach and to your family. And then you're also, you know, pushing out a lot physically because you love to push yourself. You love to hike, you love to move your body. So what are a few of the things that you do to, to recover or to find balance? Like what sleep. sleep? <laughs> Got it. Honestly, like, and I don't get enough of it. That's always my thing. I know enough about me that when I'm short, when I'm tight, like when I'm, when I'm short with my kids or I get very angry very quickly, or, you know, my patience isn't there or where like, it's always sleep. It's mm-hmm. always what it is for me. Um, I also really take pause and reflection and remind myself that I am human. That has been one of the biggest tools that I have learned because you're right. I do give, 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 and allowing that to flip into Sarah, receive from yourself, receive self-compassion, receive love, receive, you know, self-forgiveness, just breathe. Uh, just remember how far that you've come. Remember where you were, remember, uh, you know, that, uh, you're a human being, you're one person. And so when I even feel like I'm being tugged, it's a lot, it's about not tugging myself too. When you run your retreats, do you guys get extra sleep because you don't have alarm clocks and you're, you're having to go with the flow of the light of nature, or do you still feel short on, on sleep when you're outside? I get the best sleep when I am down there. And what's funny is so do all of my clients, like all of my clients are like, wow, I haven't slept like that. I feel really good. Now for that very first night, no, everybody, I always warn them about that. I always say, you're going to have anxiety. You're going to be like, what if my alarm doesn't go off? I said, you know, that's, that's, that's just natural. Uh, and we start really early in the morning, that very first morning, because I want to get everybody down and to watch the sunrise and it's worth it. But the funny thing is we, a couple of retreats ago, I stopped everybody on this one, at this one spot. And I said, why don't we just like put our packs down, eat some lunch, do a little coaching. You guys can take some time and meditate or do some journal work. And we did. And the next thing I know, I looked around the full group, everybody was sleeping. every single person fell asleep, but me. And I took my phone and I started recording them. And I was like, this is what it is to take a pause, a breath and say, 
wow, I don't have to do anything right now. I don't know. I can just be me. And when you sink that deep into who you are and you allow yourself to just simply be one with your breath and be one with your heart and your soul and to be one with mother nature and to feel that beautiful sun on our skin, you know, and the light breeze that comes through it's, it, it, it's transcendental. Right. And so it was so cute though. I was like, they all started to wake up and I said, all right, y'all were like out for like 45 minutes and people were walking by and taking pictures of you. And they were all like, Shh, don't wake the group because they were all just so happy and that's that and peace filled. And that's what it is. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I find that when I'm out there, I can, I can breathe differently, be differently and sleep differently. How is it when you get back home right so, after the retreat? How do you, yeah, re-entry is always hard for everybody because there is a space. Most people go through a little bit of depression. It happens. Most people go through a little bit of anxiety. It happens. Most people look around at their world and they're like, wow, what the hell is this? Because they're not the same person. And now they're stepping back into what once was as mm-hmm. the person that you once were. And, uh, that's the beauty of this work though, is that that's, that's me too. I'm, I'm the same way where I'm always like, wow, okay. And I'm coming home and this is very interesting. It's a little different than it was before I left. Um, it's really about understanding and taking note that you will probably most likely have some of that happen to you where you're, you're just like questioning everything around you. Uh, and I also encourage people, please just go to bed. Please just know that, you know, give yourself a good two, three, four days afterwards to, you know, realize that you've gone through a lot in terms of emotions, uh, cause emotions working through emotions is exhausting. It is. It's Absolutely. really tiresome. It's a, it's, it takes a lot out of you crying, people don't realize that it's, you're, you're literally, it's a movement of energy, right? Mm-hmm. And you're somatically healing. And so when you're somatically healing that those, you know, things from your cells on a cellular level, while you're also mentally being challenged, while you're also spiritually connected, while you're also moving your body, that's a lot. And you are just simply made up of energy, right? And so moving all of that energy through you at one time, you're going to change. And so that means that when you go home, things are going to shift. And so just give yourself some pause and let everything just, you know, settle in, I guess is the best way to put it. Hi, I'm chef Whitney Aronoff. As a personal chef, I created custom organic spices for my clients. These blends are of the highest quality with no added sugar, MSG, caking agents, or any junk. I want you to have the same access to good quality seasonings, which is why I've launched my line of organic spice blends. High Vibration Foods by Starseed Kitchen is my collection of chef-crafted organic spice blends made with only good-for-you ingredients. I use organic source spices, ancient mineral-rich Redmond Real Salt, prepare the blends listening to Kundalini mantra music, then charge the jars with the quartz Giza crystals for a true high vibration experience. You can now purchase my most requested blend, 11 Magic Herbs and Spices, on starseedkitchen.com. Use code STARSEED for 10% off your purchase. Can't wait for you to enjoy.
What does somatic healing mean? So somatic healing is literally the, it's the movement of your, how I address it. It's the movement of your body, emotions, uh, mental space. It's moving all of that energy, that stuck energy that's within your cells, that stuck energy. For me, it's always been, it was trauma, complex PTSD, uh, that literally is in you, right? Like, so think of like fight, flight, or freeze when you're in that space you need to do something with that. That's the trauma that is literally sitting in you that will take over your body. If you don't do something with it, um, the anger, the sadness, the rage, the, you know, all those toxic, they can be very, very toxic emotions that have to manifest into something, right? Otherwise, uh, sometimes they manifest into disease. So they might manifest into cancer and stress, um, autoimmune disease, all sorts of different things. And so somatic healing means literally the process of moving it and of, uh, transcending it into, um, into a healthy way of living. So if somebody goes on a, on a walk, a beach walk or a hike after listening to this episode, and they want to move the emotions out of their body while they're on that walk, do they need to be conscious that they want the anger or the fear or whatever it is that they've been feeling a lot of to shift out of them or just their time doing those practices of walking in nature. Will that naturally help it fall off? So I like to do things fast and furious. Okay. I'm just going to state it. It's like when I'm driving on the, uh, what is it? The 110? I want to be in the fast track because girlfriend only has so much time in her life. You're smiling and laughing because you know, you get it. I'm like, I don't want to wait. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, it's not that I'm impatient. It's that I'm conscious of the fact that I only have so many years on this world in the, on this earth. Right. And so I'm 49. When I hit 40, I was like, what the hell? I literally was like, I'm 40 years old. And now I'm starting again. Like this isn't starting over. I call it starting again, because when you're starting over, you're dismissing all of your past. When you're starting again, you're like, okay, I'm going to use all that to then step into the biggest lesson in healing or doing anything out in nature is don't just do it, allow it to be in you. Okay. And what I mean by that is there are people who will climb mountains to beat their time. Great. Good for you. That's fantastic. Guess what? You just totally missed on all of that time that you could also be healing from your past and really diving in and being more present and aware and allowing your brain to slow down and your heart to open up. And that requires intention. So what is your intention in it? If it is only to, I don't want to say only, but if it is to go up and climb a mountain and beat your time, good, go for it. I've done that same thing. What I realized though, is that because I only have so much time on this world and on this earth, I want to use it for, I want to use it fast track. I want to use it to also find more deeply about my personal development, to, to dive into my own personal leadership, to, to be more resilient, to heal from my past, to laugh more, to love more, and to be more intimate, like in this lifetime with this lifetime. So I always set an intention. I'm like, why am I doing this? Otherwise you know, it's kind of like, if I'm going to take 10 days away from my kids to go on the Sierra high route, because my kids are what's most important to me, I better have a damn good reason to do it. And so it's not just, 
okay, guys, I'm just going to go out and like party in the mountains for 10 days. They know that I'm going out there with the intention to find more deeply and to return a more whole human being. So what are some intentions that people can set when they're doing their morning workout? You know, on a day-to-day basis, if people are starting to realize, gosh, like I need to get more out of this, what are some intentions that they could set before moving their body? So I always set my intention. First of all, before I go on the ocean, cause I, I paddle like four miles out to sea. Right. And so I have a little conversation with the ocean and say, you know, first of all, thank you for letting me, letting me have the space and time. And then I sit with like, what is it that I want? What is it that I'm working through right now? For the longest time, it was my anger. I was filled with rage. There was I was pissed off about my life for a very long time. Those first, about that first year, I was crying. I was sad. I was mad. I was angry. I, I was definitely more rage filled than what I realized. Um, now that I don't have that anymore and rage anger, by the way, will manifest in different parts of your body. So sit with that. Like if your knees hurt, guess what? It's typically where you hold anger and rage. Um, yeah, it's very fascinating. Every part of your body will, uh, attach to a different part of, or, or hold emotions differently. Like for the longest time, when I went through a recent breakup, not recent, it was a year and a half ago, whatever. Um, the left part of my, my left underneath my left shoulder blade, it Mm -hmm. just was knotted up. And I was like, why does this hurt so bad? And once I did a little bit of like sip, sip, sat back and researched it and sat with it, I was like, oh my God, it's attached to my heart. Of course, because I'm grieving, like there's loss there's, you know, um, and I was sad. Uh, now my back feels great <laughs> work through that one. But my point being is you really sit with what is it? What emotion, what, what, uh, experience, what, um, and it could just be like, I'm, my intention is just to celebrate me, not just, but my intention is to celebrate me. My intention is to celebrate my life. Like awesome. Um, my intention is to work through my sadness. My intention is to focus on uh, happiness. There's so many things like your intention doesn't have to be deep either. Like keep it, keep it simple. Cause the more complex that we make it, the more we won't do it. Right. And so just maybe it's connection. Maybe it's working through something in like, I just lost my mom in July. And so a lot of my, um, last, when I went on the Sierra high route, it was about grieving my mom. And I knew that, and I knew that there was going to be a lot of moments where I was just going to need to sit back and reflect on and celebrate our relationship. That's now transcended differently. I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. Just, just an amazing, amazing, amazing woman. Just an amazing woman. I, it's been, I ran three retreats in July right after she passed away. Yeah. She passed on the sixth and then, uh, I left on the seventh for the grand Canyon and my clients were like, are you sure you want to do this? And I said, I need to, I know that there's reasons behind it. And, uh, we were hiking down into the bottom of the Canyon and I was, I was the last one hiking down in my, most of my group had, had, you know, they were a little bit ahead of me, not far, obviously, but, um, and, uh, and I just started having conversation with her and I said, I want you to, I would just want to know that you're okay. And uh, I'm going to start to cry. And I want to know that, um, that I'm supposed to be here right now Mm -hmm. that I, cause I felt like, okay, maybe I should have flown home to be with my dad, but my brothers were there. 
And I got down to the bottom of the Grand Canyon. I put this in my Instagram post. Uh, it's on my regular page, but, and I looked up in the sky and there was this beautiful rainbow around the sun, perfect rainbow around the sun. And the clouds had parted into this perfect heart right in the middle. And she was there. Like she was there and she is there. She's with me all the time. Mm -hmm. So I got to tell you, it's really hard. It's hard mm -hmm. losing your mom. Yeah. It's like the one human thing we can all relate to is a loss of a parent because we've all mm -hmm. had a parent in order to be here in this world. Yeah. Um, and I don't think anybody, um, has figured out the blueprint for, um, making the loss of them physically being here easier. No, it's there. And you know, that's, I think that if anything that people take from the journey that I've been on, it's that there is no blueprint for your journey, right? It's this act of resilience and stepping into this space of finding more deeply of who you are as a human. There is no blueprint for that. Just like there's no blueprint for me, just like there's no blueprint for you, right? Like we all have our gifts. We all have our story. We all have our journey and, you know, we, this is a blueprint that we're writing as we're, as we're walking through it. It's not written for us. We very much have to be conscious in the life that we're living and created every day. It's yeah. not happening to us. We, we are making it happen. So I think having an intention when we move our body and we go for a hike and we go to the beach is, is really important because it's going to create the outcome of our life. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Well, is there any place new that you want to explore hiking or traveling to, um, for a spiritual experience or just to experience, um, the beauty in nature that is there? Are there places that you've been looking into? Mm, that's a really good question. Um, one of the things, well, I need to finish the Sierra high route. <laughs> That's a must. We were talking about that yesterday, the, the group and I, uh, cause we're only, we're section hiking it usually like when I did the John Muir trail, it was 22 days and I hiked straight through, but this is a little different. This is really hard. And so, <laughs> and so got to go back and finish that. Uh, and I really want to go to Africa. Like there's, I'm really feeling this urge to go to Africa and to sit in the villages into, sorry, that's my puppy. That's my dog making that noise. I am so sorry. All good. I, I don't know what he's doing. He's trying to get the raccoon that's under the house. I don't know. And he's trying to dig. Uh, but I really want to go to uh, explore Africa and just sit in the villages with uh, the, the women and children, right. And to, um, and to be with them and, uh, and just to explore all of that area. Other than that, I mean, I really, I got to tell you, I have been pretty blessed. It's, I just love if something calls to me, I just go there. It's not like I have this big bucket list of places that I feel the need to go to. Somebody asked me, do you want to climb Everest? And I was like, if it was presented to me, I would climb Everest. It's not like, it's not like I have this ultimate goal of this is what I need to do. Right. Yeah. I explore living and life in my journey as it is being presented to me. Mm -hmm. So the next place will come to you when it's meant to come. The next, to you. The next place was kind of like Whittier. Like, how did that happen? Because I just was drawn, you know, the cruise ship went in and I went, Ooh, this feels great. I feel very spiritually connected here. I want to run a retreat here. Yeah. And then it happened. 
So it's just listening. It's having awareness for it. When you work with clients or when you are running one of these retreats, what are some of the takeaways that you leave with the people that are working with you that they can start applying to their life so they can continue this feeling, you know, as they continue to move forward? Yeah. So can I share a story with you? Yeah. I had a woman who, uh, very, pretty high executive and, uh, she was not, she didn't, she did not know that she was going to be that, have that much fear. She got to the edge of the Canyon the day before. And she was like, yeah, I can't. I, uh. So she went back to her room that day and I didn't know that she was actually planning on leaving and not showing. I know the next morning, wow. I'm sharing this with you for a reason. And so we were having dinner that night and everybody said, Hey, so-and-so hasn't been down to dinner. Don't you think you should check on her? And I was like, mm. she was in the room above me. And I was like, she's okay. She'll I'll check up on her. And so finally I sent her a message and I said, how are you doing? I'm good. I was like, mm, okay. Okay. And so we all went to bed that night and she had told her roommate, if I don't, if you wake up in the morning and I'm not here, it's not, please don't take it personally. Oh, she was serious. She's like, please don't take it seriously. So she's like planning her escape. Yeah. Okay? And I didn't know it, but I knew she was, I knew that she was buttoned up against something, but I didn't know it was like to that. Right. And so, uh, three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning hits, whatever it is. And they all show up in my room and we, get into our cars and we drive to get to the trailhead and it's windy, it's cold, it's snowing. It had, I mean, it was, the weather always provides what it is that we need. Okay. I always say mother nature, the weather always gives us what we need. So if we're, if we're buttoned up against that, it's because our resistance is that is, is that deep. Right. And so it's about stepping into it with the faith, the courage, the bravery that we have, that we can transcend that resistance into something so much greater than our fear. Okay. And so we stepped down into the Canyon and I had her, I think I actually had her go first that day. I'm pretty sure I did, or, or she was right behind me. I don't remember, but then we got down in to watch the sunrise. And it was the most magnificent sunrise I've ever witnessed in my life. Sun was rising to the, to like, to our right. You look out, you could see just these micro uh, chasms of, of just microclimates rain in one area, this beautiful rainbow showed up out of nowhere, right in front of us. I mean, it was unreal. It was absolutely the most gorgeous thing I've ever witnessed. So we go down a little bit further and we're sitting there and I'm doing a coaching session and she, and her experience is what is brought up during this coaching session. And then she fesses up and she said she was 98% sure that she was going to leave. And she leaned into the 2%. And in that 2%, she said, I now have learned more about myself and I haven't even hit the bottom. She was like halfway through whatever, um, halfway through to the bottom. And, uh, and through that coaching session of which we had, which I'm not going to dive into that. It's the point that if we're not going to lean into the fear, if we're not going to lean into that 2%, when that 2% arises, we are going to be overtaken by the things that are holding us back those barriers. And what this experience teaches people is that you don't have to hold on to the stuff that you have been handed to that has been handed to you throughout your life. 
You can set that down. You can create freedom and peace, step into that. You can creatively create whatever it is that you want in your life. Truly, there are no limitations. Mm -hmm. We create our own limitations. Mm -hmm. The Grand Canyon gets us out of our box, which is our own ego head and the story of this freaking society that tells us how we should be. And we allow ourselves to literally feel into what is my purpose? What is my passion? Why am I here? Because we ultimately are the people that hold us back from the things that we really want to achieve in life or the way that we really want to be And those barriers are created by our past, by the stories, by the things that people have handed to us, by those people that have told us, you know, why you, well, what makes you so great? Well, you can't do that, whatever it is. Right. And so just being able to step out of that space and into the beauty of what it is to just live is pretty darn, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty darn cool. So those are just, that's just like an, a mirror of what happens, but then it's also a mirror of how you just never know. I mean, she took this experience back to her, to where she works. Mm -hmm. And I told her, I said, you know, how interesting that had you have not stepped into that 2%, you wouldn't have had impact as an executive within business too, within Mm -hmm. your corporation. No, I love that you're sharing this and that I get to talk to you about this because I feel like sometimes we have to leave our home and our comfort zone in order to grow and to break through what we, what we, we know something's holding us back, but maybe we can't put our finger on it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's amazing that, you know, you offer an opportunity for people to get outside into a new environment where they really are supported. They, they really are supported by the elements and the beauty all around them and the people that they're with. And they can start to see that whatever they created in their head um, is not worth keeping them in the place that they're in. The universe is always supporting us, by the way. Yes, it really is. And I think that we forget that. I think that we are so, we so often forget how supported and loved that we are. Well, my mantra this morning, when I went for my early morning walk is the universe provides me with everything that I need. I am safe. Yeah. So like you, I try to think of a mantra or I just look up a mantra in one of Louise Hayes books. Um, yeah, that is related to maybe a body part where I'm feeling a little bit of tension and tightness. Mm -hmm. And then I'll just use that to kind of get me going on my walk or my workout in the morning. And then, you know, your mind goes wherever it wants to go, but at least I've started with an intention and usually you'll end up back at that. Yes, most definitely. Most definitely. Well, I love leaving my, the listeners with um, one little tip from, from the guests of the day. Um, So Sarah, if you have to leave like one little health or wellness tip with the listeners that they could apply Mm -hmm. into their life, what would that be? Just remember that to heal anything, you have to feel everything. And what I mean by that is I think so often we get really ashamed of our emotions or of our experiences. And so we compartmentalize stuff and stick it onto a shelf, uh, within our own head, heart, maybe it's physically and, or we put it under the rug and the the most important thing that we can do is open up that box or to bring it out into the light because the light shining into that darkness will only heal 
what needs to be taken care of. Thank you. And You're where welcome. can people, where can people connect with you, Sarah, and learn more about what you do and maybe find out more about your retreats? Yeah. So, uh, Sarah That's my website. You can also find me on Instagram, Sarah Schulten You can find me uh, in LinkedIn at the same or Facebook live boldly with Sarah Schulten Kranz. I'm having a hard time with my personal Facebook page. So people have, people are having a hard time messaging me and stuff through that. So go into my business one, live boldly with Sarah Schulten Kranz. Uh, I also have a podcast myself. That's live boldly with uh, Sarah Schulten Kranz. And so, yeah, message me, email me. Uh, we have two retreats as of right now coming up in January. One is co-ed, one is all women's. And then we're looking at uh, creating different summer retreats as well. The Grand Canyon ones though, if you want to jump into those, definitely do that in January. They're redoing the water pipeline throughout the national park, which is a real wow. big bummer. I know. And so I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit curious how that's going to impact the work that we're doing down there. So we're running two of them in January, and then we're going to see what happens after that. And then when I was looking on your Instagram and your link tree, you have a course that you offer as well. Yeah, I do have some uh, online courses. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about those? Absolutely. Uh, So we have, we have two really cool courses. One is how to step outside your, uh, your comfort zone. They're downloadable. And the other one is seven steps to happiness. And I recorded those on the trail, which is really cool. Uh, And so you, they come with PDFs and then um, I, the, the seven steps of happiness is pretty, pretty amazing because I recorded that on this, um, uh, in Yosemite national park, uh, on the Sierra high, wait, the high Sierra loop. That's what it was. I've been on a lot of trails, the high Sierra loop. And so you get even a recording of me on top of half dome with, or I'm sorry, on top of clouds rest with half dome in the background. And I'm teaching you from the trail. So it's, wow, it's really, they're really, really cool courses. Yeah. And they're all downloadable work at your own leisure. Uh, yeah. you know, and, and I love them. I love those courses. Very neat. Well, thank you for sharing that. It's so nice to connect with you. So great to connect with you. Thank you. And feel free to come back on anytime um, with any of your teachings after, after one of your retreats, if you have something that you want to share that came to you, feel free to reach out. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. My pleasure. And, uh, and keep in touch. Most definitely. All right. Bye Sarah. Bye-bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.